Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm your host, Jared, and I'm here with Kai and Ben, my beautiful boys. How you guys doing today? Good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so much so much energy from the table over so here. Tired. There I, we go. I'm I doing have, um, so good. Oh, I'm bleeding again. Okay. I again? Wow. Okay. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Starting the podcast off strong, Ben's bleeding out. Uh, um, I am... I'm very accident prone, and uh, I took it upon myself to use a bread knife earlier. So uh, I did the same thing as like I mean, I granted I was like 11, but I sliced my thumb open cutting a bagel in half. But the funny punchline to that that joke is the bagel was already cut. I was just cutting like below the cut line, but I didn't know, and I had a gnarly gash uh, in my thumb. I was there. Mine happened like 11 yep, minutes. I was ago. there. <laughs> I was there. Kai got to witness all the blood, and I ruined my bagel because I got blood on it, which is never a good time. True. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. Uh, but yeah, besides uh, besides new cuts, I'm good. I'm good. No, no old cuts coming up and uh, giving you issues. <laughs> no, I mean I still got my gnarly uh, my gnarly knuckle cut. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's like that's that, that was a callback. That was another episode that we gnarly talked about knuckle that. cut sounds like a '90s like grunge band. <laughs> yeah. We're normally yeah, knuckle cut, yeah. An English yeah, 90s grunge band. Yeah. How are you, Guy, you doing well? I'm Kai, fucking yeah. fantastic. No complaints. Fantastic from Kai today. Woo! I mean, it is end of world levels of rain uh, here. In oh my god, the wind last night? I swear there was like a tree branch was going to go through my house. It was insane. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'm chilling, just playing some Mass Effect. Trying to oh, not yeah. spiral into an endless depression all the time. So, that's, yeah, it's fun. It's <laughs> the const, it's the constant struggle. Mm-hmm. Are you talking real life or in Mass Effect? <laughs> no, in real life. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys life. decide on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what Jared said. It's up to you. It's up to your interpretation. You're choosing too many renegade options. You need to go Paragon and your life will be uh, balanced. Mm-hmm. Speaking of balance, there was literally a conversation in this section of the game where I both earned points for Renegade and Paragon at the same time in the same conversation, which just doesn't make any sense oh, to me. Like chaotic two, lawful. It was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what I am feel I? like Paragon and Renegade is like a perception thing. Like also, someone might take a Paragon, Paragon response. Paragon right. sounds like a shape. <laughs> it does. It does. It's very um. Uh, oh, yeah, a I mean, person or thing viewed as a model of excellence. Oh, oh, but that also makes no sense because you can be an excellence evil. Also, you'd be really a, good at being evil. A perfect diamond of a hundred carats or more, which is a big ass diamond. That's a yeah, big ass diamond. Called a paragon. Holy shit, that's wild. Okay, well, let's get into some housekeeping here before we talk about this section of Mass Effect. If you don't know, Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is myself, Kai, and Ben will each take turns choosing a game. We'll like, get that game and break it down into sections and come together each week and talk about that section specifically. We talk about everything involved in that game in the section, and we do dive deep into the narrative. So if you are trying to avoid spoilers, either play the game first and then come back and listen, or you can play along with us. But if all that sounds interesting, uh, go to our link tree below that has all of our socials, our Discord, where you can have fun conversations with a ton of other really cool podcasters that are in there and keep track of what we're playing and what the schedule is for the games we're playing. Because we always post a schedule at the beginning of each series that that breaks down the entire series. So, yeah, if all that sounds interesting, link 
tree below in our show notes and everything. Check it out. And also, to are we announcing we be doing the site? Is it up and running? And we have a website. <laughs> Possibly. Playlongpod.com. If it's in, if it's if this stays in the episode, it's in and it's up. Go check it out. All of our content is now there. We've moved and shifted away from Patreon, and all of our bonus content will live on the site. So you can subscribe there to get our not funny bonus episodes. Uh just our bonus episodes in general, where we have like roundtable discussions. We have uh topics, we do drafts, and yeah, those are our yeah. bonus content. And if we, we mainly, if for some reason you was like, I want just net funny, but I don't want to yeah. pay a fiver, there is a plan where you can get just net funny for three dollars a month. So there is yeah. that option now as well. Yeah, because before we had like some of them lumped together, but we thought, you know, if some person wants one and not the other, so now you can pay for them individually if you don't want a different one. If you don't care about D and D, you could just subscribe to the. Uh, bonus episode tier if you want or if you want both there's that option too so obviously never have to but if you're wanting more content from us we have a ton of fun guests there we've had a lot of fun episodes and conversations with us outside of our normal play along pod formula mm, oh definitely go check out ps2 draft that was that was one of the blast. best episodes that we've recorded recently i think and there'll be more we're gonna do more insert console draft here and and do more of those because they were just fun it was fun to do yeah next uh google stadia oh god <laughs> <laughs> the the six games that are on google stadia does it not oh. exist anymore there are no games on google yeah stadia. yeah technically there's no games on r.i.p google stadia okay well we're gonna take a quick music break here when we come back we're gonna be talking about chapter three of mass effect here exploring Novaria. In the last episode, we wrapped that up with rescuing Liara off of Therum and taking out the Krogan leader that was working with the Geth and ending with Liara officially joining our squad and now trying to head out, at least in our circumstance, to track down Matriarch Benezia and figure out you know, why she's working with Sarah and what is her real connection to have to do with the Geth and just trying to find more information on that. She Liara's mama. She is Liara's mama. For sure. We're going to hunt her down and, and kill her. She definitely a mama as well, I'll tell you that. Oh my Jesus Christ. We'll get to that. <laughs> but before we get into oh, okay. Novaria, uh, I did some side quests. I did a little bit of exploring here because uh, at the beginning of this, you always end on the galaxy map and you can you know explore to your heart's content. So I flew around to different planets and different clusters. First, I went to the Hawking ETA which is a, a solar system somewhere in the... I don't know. Like, these names are wild. 100% sounds like a fucking online-only like, college or something. <laughs> the Hawking ETA. Like, a, what was it? GCU, Grand Canyon University. <laughs> Hawking ETA. Uh, and I landed on a planet named Press, Pressrup. Uh, not too much exciting here, except when I landed... There is literally a massive sandworm that I had to fight, which was kind of cool. It like shot these like acid bullets at you, which, you know, 
deteriorated the Mako and everything, but you beat him. Nothing super exciting, except I got an upgrade for my gr- grenades that made them incendiary grenades. So that was really cool. They kind of explode in like a little fiery blast. Uh, the second place I went was a place called the Armstrong Cluster. And so when you're traveling from planet to planet, sometimes what happens is you'll get um, comms from the council and they'll tell you about gaff activity that's happening in certain areas. And they said they've noticed there's been an influx of gaff activity in the Armstrong cluster. So go and investigate. So I went there. I landed on a planet called Caspin. And what was really cool about this initially was aside from a lot of the plants we've explored that have been pretty like volcanic rocky this one had like huge grasslands and like trees and stuff which was really cool it was cool to see something different you know environment wise than what we've seen before and it's same thing pretty straightforward here the only thing on this on this planet was there's like three or four um like geth compounds so you went to the compound shot the geth down and like deactivated the transmitter the other exciting thing I found here was ice grenades. So now I have grenades that will freeze enemies that I could shoot them to, which is really cool and came in handy too. That sounds really similar to that asteroid side quest that we did on like episode two. This one was much less involved. Like it was just go to the place, shoot, geth, die. There's no cutscenes. There's no people involved. Like that one on the asteroid was a much more involved side quest than this was. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, but that's all the side quests that I got up to. And I know, Ben, you did a little in Novaria. So we'll wait until we get into Novaria here to discuss all of that. So flying to Novaria and choosing to land here, we first get a communication that Joker is trying to communicate with the people on Novaria. And they're saying something like, like, we don't have any authorization to land here or something or. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, um. You know, Normandy, basically, they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, we have no record of you. Like, I'm, I'm assuming you have to, like, apply to dock or something, so they have to be expecting right. you. Um, and basically, yes, consent is very important. Um, <laughs> and basically, Even there's a whole... docking. <laughs> if you're going to dock your ship in... <laughs> In the in both the parties need to be on board. <laughs> exactly, you don't want to just dock without without letting the other person know. That's what was, what's funny in that analogy is that Shepard is basically just like, yeah, I don't need consent. And yeah, he just, pretty much is like, I'm. I'm a, <laughs> do you know who me. I am? I'm a specter. Yeah, he took the wealthy uh, frat boy approach to consent <laughs> just by saying he does yeah. not need it. He's like, so, I'm a quarterback on the football team. Okay, so <laughs> she was asking for it, bro. sure she was unconscious but like she wanted it oh lord what's that fucking brendan turner was that his name oh there's been so many of them man it's i was like uh, all all fine anyway uh, put any white first name and generic ass last name together i guarantee you uh it'll equate to uh someone who's committed sexual assault in this country anyway um so we we do dock and um understandably we are met with some confrontation there are fee people waiting for us to come in and are basically like you know who the fuck are you um, yeah, they're aggressive like instantly guns out like yes. you can't bring guns in here you can't do any of that and my response was like you're not taking my my gun from me like i'm keeping my gun interesting That's so I, I in my yeah. in mine um i i basically just played the specter card mm. um so i had liara and tali with me 
Oh, I had Liara and, uh, oh gosh, Rex. Oh, okay. Interesting. Kai, do you remember who you took? I had uh, Liara and, mm, what's his name? The Garrus. Garrus, thank you, yes. Okay. Hey, we all had someone, well, we all kept Liara because in my mind, it was like applicable to this. We're finding the matriarch, so like, Liara's going to come. Well, if you don't 100%. have her, uh, which I didn't originally, I had Garrus and fucking Tassoni. Uh, as my two and you leave the ship mm. with that crew you can walk into like the fucking like main area and then garris will like stop you and go like this involves her mother maybe we should bring her along with us and i was like oh okay oh interesting well there's there's dialogue for the opposite too because you can get into a situation where you actually tell liara like you're too connected to this i don't really trust you you stay back on the ship yeah, so like after you've dealt with the confrontation, that's what happens with with me. Like I had Liara, and she's like, "Captain, are you are you sure that like you're sure you're okay with me being here? Like she's my mother." And I was basically just like, "I trust you, Liara." Yeah, like, I had the same thing. Um, and Shepard is also like, you know, maybe having a relative with us is gonna kind of play to our advantage. But in in my situation, like I said, I went for the Spectre card, and um the situation kind of becomes they're like well we can't we can't prove that we don't know who you are like you know we wish what we're just going to take your word that you're a specter mm-hmm. and i ordered tali to step down basically because tali had a gun up and was very sort of she was kind of like you know if you want me to fry these motherfuckers like i'll fry them like she was ready to go that was Rex in my playthrough. Rex was like, I have no problem shooting you. And I was like, I'd let him do it too. And then, Because <laughs> these people are um, the captain and the sergeant of the police, basically, for Novaria. Novaria. Yeah. Um, and then somebody comes over the intercom and is like, hey, they are a specter. They're allowed to carry weapons in Novaria. Like, mm-hmm. basically tells them to step down. And we're like, yeah, thank you. Told you. I, I kind of unintentionally went like full renegade uh, in this section. <laughs> oh, well, you just like Mexican standoff with these people in the port. Yeah, let's just say there's a lot of death that happened uh, in my my playthrough. What the hell? Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Um. So I then basically uh you walk into the foyer and you yeah. are met with the person who's next Gianna Parasini. Yeah, she's the assistant to the administrator Annalise who is the the chief of Port Hansen essentially. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she's like, you know, um she in mind she said like basically like I'm sorry about that um but like thank you for not escalating the situation and, mm. and making things bloody basically. Yeah, and so we then are like, "Hey, we need to see uh, Annalise, basically, and, and see the sort of the head of Novaria, because we're still and- trying to find out where Benezia is, and we've heard like talk that she's been here. When we're talking to this administrative assistant here, she talks about, um, oh gosh, what's Liara's race? She's not a Korean. The the Sari." The Asari? Asari, yeah. She, they said they saw an Asari come here and walk around, and we put two and two together that it was Matriarch Benezia. So we're trying to get more information. We want to talk to Annalise so they can help us find Benezia and find out why she's here. Yes. And so this is where my side quests of Novaria begun. Mm. 
Yeah, because there's a lot that you can do here on this port, and we're trying to get to peak 15, which is where we find out Benezia is is going towards, and yes. there's lots of different avenues in which you can get access to peak 15. But Ben, I'm curious about the, your side quests and what you went about here in Ovaria. Yeah, so the very, very first one that I did is, um, it's, it's important to say that as a specter, we are allowed to pass in and out of the pool without being searched, mm-hmm. and any alarms that go off are non-applicable to us. So the very first thing that happens is you walk into the Port Hansom and there's an icon on the map. You go to the icon and it's a shop. It's a merchant. It's one mm. of those um, harans or whatever they're called. It's the jellies. The good old the jellies. Jelly dudes. Yeah, so jelly he's, like, dudes. he's like, greetings. Nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, basically, he's like, yo, I have a package. I need to sneak through customs. Can you help a brother out? And I was like, yeah, cool. You pay me. Like, I'll bring it through. That's fine. So then you have to go back to the Normandy. There's a package outside. And then you basically just walk oh, through customs with, like, no events and just give it to the merchant. And he, he's like, oh, thank you. Here's 250 credits. And I was like, bro, come on. Like, I just you, you needed me. Like, I just snuck this through customs. And then he's like, okay, fine. 500 credits. So I got 500 credits for doing that. Oh, he didn't give you, like, any, like, cool things to buy from his shop? No. No, sadly not. Lame. Yeah. Uh, so then afterwards, I started walking around, and um, I met this... Uh, what's the name of Garrus's race? Tar- uh, Turian. Turians. I yeah. met this Turian in the lounge. And Lorik. basically, yes, he's like, hey... Uh, I need your fucking help. I know the dude who runs this place is corrupt as shit, but I can't prove it. Mm. I need you to go to my office and get the evidence I had on him because they've locked my office down and I've got no way of proving that he was corrupt. You, That is part of the main mission. You have to do That's that. That's part of the main mission, yes. But yeah. Well, I you actually can get a garage well, yeah, pass. There's without two, two ways of getting all. a garage pass, but you do yeah. have to do one of those things because I believe you have to turn in the like package that the guy gives you to get the other garage pass from I don't remember the main dude's name. Yeah, correct. If you yeah, if you if you turn in that package from the jelly dude to um Gianna, she just gives you basically what you need like straight away. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so I met that guy and while also in the lounge, I'm sure you guys might've seen this as well. There's uh, a woman as you walk in, she's like, Hey, commander. And you go over to her and basically the whole thing about this port is that it's very common knowledge that all of the empire, all of the people here, all of the companies are shady as shit. And it's very openly accepted that you don't mingle and mess with the illegal stuff other companies mm. are doing. You do your yeah. illegal stuff and they do their stuff. And so this woman's like, hey, I need you to go and question this dude for me. Like, you know, I know he's doing some illegal stuff. And if I can prove it, it's very beneficial to my illegal stuff I'm doing. Right. And so she gives you some pointers. She's like, you know, don't make him think that you're wasting his time because he will just walk off, try and keep his attention, be very sort of coy and not very upfront about what's happening. Uh, 
I fucked this majorly. <laughs> well, I did too I, because I wouldn't talk to him before anything, like before I even talked to the Turian. So I just like did a normal conversation and he didn't really give me any help or any information really at all. So I went up to him and at first I kind of had him on the hook a little bit. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we might, you know, the council were interested in some of the stuff that you're doing. And that was where it started to go downhill because I was very coy at first. I was like, oh, I've heard that you might be able to help. You know, I'm a specter for the council, trying to make an impression as the first human specter, blah, blah, blah. We're talking and about like, that main guy, right? Not Lorik. Yeah. Talk about the guy at the the guy at the bar. Yeah. Like the guy yeah, at yeah. the table you would talk about. Yeah. So um, I'm talking to him and then I mentioned the council and he's like, that's weird because like, the council have a set person who they send to do their deals. And I was kind of like, oh, fuck. He's like, are you sure you're with the council? And basically starts to think that we're lying to him and mm. trying to gather information from him. And he, basically he was just like, you're wasting my time. I'm done with this conversation. And I, it wasn't him. I thought you were talking about um, Annalise, the, the the main guy that runs. No, 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 no. Oh, Sorry. Right. I was talking about that, that one specific dude in the right. bar that you're supposed to question. Gotcha. Yeah, I, did, I didn't do that. I, I thought you were talking about Annalise, but it was similar with Annalise. Like I went to talk to him and he is immediately like, you're just a, little human i don't care what you say i have bigger shit to do and i didn't really get any information from him and it wasn't until i left and what's her name gianna the assistant told me like Mm -hmm. hey like meet me at the bar and i i can help you i can help with what you're looking for interesting so my mine went a little bit different mine was like a side quest with that woman as i walked in Mm. and then i spoke to loric or whatever his name is the touring yeah so then I went to his office. That was my next step. Yeah. Um, and so we go to his office and immediately there are people there and they're like, you can't come in. And I was like, well, I'm a specter. And they're like, well, you can't come in. It's illegal. This is locked down. And I was like, well, what are you doing here then? You shouldn't be here either. And then that just led into a gunfight. So I had to shoot yeah. my way into Lorik's office. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I shot my way into Lorik's office. Yeah. Did you do the same path, Kai, to get to a garage pass? Just go through that that quest with Lorik? Yeah, I mean, I think the beginning part was different in that, yeah. like, as soon as you walk in, you end up, like, having the whole gun conversation. But then you go through the mm. scanners in the front office, and the woman who ends up helping you is there as you, like, set off the alarms accidentally because you have weapons. And then she's like... yeah hey, what do you need? And you're like, I need to get into see whatever his fucking name is. I can't remember the main stupid guy. He didn't really play a big role in this. To be Annalise. Honest, I yeah, didn't Annalise. even meet Annalise. That's what's interesting. Oh, yeah, I talked to him and he, he just, just kind of an asshole. Right but it's kind of stupid because like you you walk in, you talk to the assistant and she's like, oh, I'll, I'll let you in his office. And then like disappears. And you're like, you could have just walked us over there because then you have to take the fucking elevator up and it's all the way across on the other side it took me like those slow space minutes. elevators that yeah uh... <laughs> it took me 15 minutes to find the fucking office and she was like oh i'll meet you over there i was like oh all right fucking great uh and then you talk to her and then you talk to annalise and he's just kind of a dick uh to yeah you. he's just an, he's just an asshole the entire yeah, time which is like um, i think the the lore is that we're outside of council space like i think yeah 
like that that specter ship almost feels like it doesn't like have yeah. as much weight our jurisdiction does not extend to here and so then yeah then he tells the assistant tells you to go talk to the fucking guy who runs the like cryo lab or whatever and then you do the same mission you go to the lab kill the people steal the mm. files from his computer uh and then you're given the option from the assistant because that he she wants you to turn uh the guy to testify against annalise because he's corrupt um well she's a double agent isn't she yeah Yeah. and then i was like okay i'll try and then i went to go talk to him and i was like hey you should testify and he's like i don't want to and i'm like well that's good enough for me can i have the garage pass now uh which is literally what happened and he's like yeah here's your garage pass and 500 credits then i was like yeah i I, I did the same thing because uh gianna comes up to you she's like before you talk to loric like talk to me i'll walk you through some pointers of like things you should say to him and everything and i went to loric and i was like here's here's your shit let me have my money. Let me have my garage pass. Peace out. And Gianna was not happy. She's like, what the hell? Like, I could have turned him in. We could have had all this information. And I was wow, like, bro, I'm just okay. trying to get my shit I, done. I didn't even talk to her after. I just left. Oh, yeah. I went to talk I to just, her. She was very upset. With I me. just went straight to the... I was like, well, I tried. I think it was... Because well, there's also, like, the, the grayed out options on the left, which is, like, fucking weird. Because I have... All I've done is put skill points into dialogue. Uh, yeah. like, I think they're dependent on how renegade and how paragon you are. Yeah, I think like so. you have to be a certain amount of renegade to get that renegade option. So stupid. Uh, yeah. So all I had was the normal options, and I was like, "Hey, you should testify." And he was like, "That's a terrible idea." And I was like, "Yep, okay." So, I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking care. Uh, so and then I and then I went to the garage. Yeah. So for me, I um. Did you guys not do that side quest with the woman where she tries to get you to talk to the guy at the table? No, not at all. Not at all. Also, you don't even have to talk to the fucking giant scary merchant guy. I never, I saw him and there was like a little thing there and I was like, no, I'm not going to talk to you. I don't care. The only reason I went to him is because I know that they are merchants. I just wanted to buy more armor and more equipment. I didn't even do their side quest either. I just bought stuff from him and dipped out. Yeah, so... I did that thing with the person at the bar. That didn't work. Um, and when I was walking around, uh, I encountered, I believe her name was Angelica. She was um, a An reporter. Oh. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm trying to uh, write a story about the corruption at Port, what's it called? On Navaria. Um, and she's like, if you Hanson. come across, yeah. She's like, if you come across any evidence, let me know. So mm-hmm. I went and done the office mission and then I I went up to the Turian guy whose name Lorik. I forget. Lorik, thank you. I keep convincing for some reason in my head there's Corian, which mm. is yeah, the race many, that there's Tali too many is. not non existent names and also races. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. We got human and all the rest of the shit. All the rest. <laughs> So um, I went up to him and I was like, hey, I've got, a, I must have a lot of Paragon points or something because I had a blue option. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you could be a hero. <laughs> you could be the person who brought Annalise down. Like you could be like, imagine how good it would look for you as a person if you was the one who helped to highlight the corruption. And basically you're like, you know, nobody's benefiting from the corruption you're going to be the person who gets rid of it and then everyone's going to be able to benefit you know that whole kind of like Mm -hmm. everyone benefits from capitalism shit so he's like okay fine 
he's like, don't give me my files, go give them to Gianna. So oh, I give damn. them to I give them to Gianna, and Gianna's like, oh my god, thank you, brilliant. She then walks into Annalise's office, um, and like judo flips him onto the floor and arrests him. <laughs> oh damn, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and as he's walking out, Annalise looks at Shepard and he's like, Commander, arrest her. And Shepard, like, she looks over her shoulder and she's like, no, I don't think I'll do that. And then Annalise is like, I owe you a beer, Shepard. And, like, walks off with, um, uh, Gianna is like, I owe you a beer and walks off with Annalise and, like, takes him into custody. That's, that's wild. That's hilarious. When I was talking about, like, a bunch of death happening in this, it was just the section where we, like, killed a bunch of the, the people getting to uh, Lorik's office. But mm-hmm. then afterward, I'm curious, maybe you just didn't, but after you get the information from Lorik's office and leave out... The three guards that mess in the beginning are standing there, and I just fucking well, killed them. It's not all three of them, I don't think. It's at least the captain, the captain and the, the sergeant Kiara. The blonde hair lady, I think that's Kiara, the very aggressive one. She's there for for me. Mm-hmm. She was there, but um, I think her name was Matsu Matsuo. Ma- Ma- yeah, Mako, yeah, Captain, Mako captain Mako Matsuo. We're talking about the she wasn't in there. the office. Yeah, like after you get Lorik's information and leave his office, there's the people that are staying there. There's like a little cut scene, yeah, and then just I just the, it's the blonde him. bitch, and then two uh, like yeah. additional guards next to her. Yeah, she's like. Yeah, so I and then you have a weird like aggressive conversation where it's like, "We're like, uh, are you gonna let me leave?" And she's like, "I'm not gonna let you leave alive." And then you're just like, oh, "Okay, well, fucking." Yeah, it's funny because I have I have not only I have ice uh, bullets, ice rounds on on my sniper, and then I think I have corrosive on, on my pistol or something so it's like literally me freezing them and then shooting others and they're just like dissolving and I'm like i just <laughs> oh, murdered all of these people <laughs> yeah i put um in this leg i put incendiary rounds onto my assault rifle Ooh. um and the assault rifle i have at the minute has like a fucking 10 or 11 second overcharge so i can just shoot for 10 seconds so i was just murderizing everything that was in my path yeah, this this section I really kind of went deep into some of the um, not only bullets but like the not the attachments. What am I thinking of? Where are the bullets the and some of the mods? Yeah, on, on the weapons because there's some that'll help with like with cooldown on a lot of your weapons. Like the sniper has like a really long cooldown, so I put the ice rounds and like I think it's like sensor three or or, or heat sink three or something to reduce that uh, yeah uh, time in which it needs to cool down. So. For me, what a lot of I did, a lot of what I did was um, that sort of thing. So I put mods on my assault rifle because that's my main weapon I use. To I think I put like a level six scanner on there so it doesn't mm, jam yeah. as easily. Um, and later on in the next section, what I did was I really, um, I really honed in on using the pistol and the assault rifle. But what mm. I did is the assault rifle has bullets that are plus 40% effective against organic creatures. Oh, and interesting. My, my pistol has bullets that do 30% extra damage to synthetics because the geth are technically synthetic. Yeah. So I basically use my pistol against gefs, and I'll, I'll get into that later. But um, yeah, so I murderized the captain. I gave the reporter the information that she needed to basically whistleblow the story. And then when I'm getting into a lift, because um, 
I should say, like, Gianna, after she arrests Annalise, she's like, hey, you can have the garage pass now. Off you go. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting in the lift to go to the garage. And um, in the in the lift, it's talking about how a reporter has whistleblown the corruption and has whistleblown about ah, Annalise's arrest. And, like, so there's all of that sort of back plot that was happening. Um, That's... That's fascinating because when I went, it talked about how like there's some person on Novaria that's like killing Novarian guards and everything because I like did the whole thing with uh, Loric and his uh, his thing and I gave him the information and he dipped. So it's like random uh, person on Novaria is going around killing Novarian guards. I was like, ooh, get out of here. <laughs> Whoops. My man. Uh, I just wanted this garage patch dog. If there was an easier way, oh, I guess there was an easier way, and I didn't do it. <laughs> just want my garage patch. Garage patch. So yes, now we have the garage patch. Do we have the garage patch, and we can um, get into the garage and make our way to Peak Fifteen, which is some mm-hmm. sort of science research facility on Novaria. <sighs> I don't know why, but Peak Fifteen sounds like like a novel, like an old yeah, book. It does. Really? It sounds like an old adventures tale. Like, yeah. uh, Peak 15. The climb they thought was gonna make them yeah, heroes. I, I don't know why I thought Everest. I thought life. mountain climbing yeah. when I thought Peak 15. Peak fi- like yeah, a, Peak 15, the story uh, of the first man to succumb the, this to the section summit. does feel as tedious <laughs> as climbing a mountain. So, because immediately <laughs> when you what? get You're just garage. driving the Mako shooting shit. That's not that bad. I mean, as soon as you get to the garage, there's the fucking little crawling the little with geth laser spiders that jump on the walls, like, the geth yeah. frogs. Right. Okay. So I need to reveal some behind the scenes stuff about this. Um, oh, okay. I have now switched to the controller for playing oh. Mass Effect on PC. Wow. Quitter. Um, I, initially Quitter. Thought <laughs> it, <laughs> I initially thought it was my PC that had a problem, but I've done some Googling and basically. Mass Effect on PC doesn't, for some reason, the first time I played it, the first couple of sessions I played, the mouse stayed on my screen and was locked in Mass Effect. But recently, my mouse has been deviating onto my second screen. So when I click to shoot, it clicks me out of Mass Effect. And apparently it's because... Weird. Even though Mass Effect is technically full screen... It's not actually full screen. It's borderless full screen. So that means that my mouse will go onto the second monitor. I've found programs to restrict my mouse to the first screen, which is great. That sounds like a pain in the ass. So it's it's called DMT, and basically it's like a shortcut. I press <laughs> like a button. The drug? Wait, is that a different drug? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I press a button, and it basically locks my my mouse to whatever screen it's currently on, mm-hmm. which works. But the problem is that when I scan my mouse to the left because my dual monitor is on the left the camera in game just doesn't turn anymore so if i needed to turn to the left i was having to turn to the right so much and do like a like a clockwise 270 degree turn just to be able to look left <laughs> i could just like watch you come into a firefight and shepherd's like having to double take every time to turn left he's just like right it looked like, like i was trying to like couldn't, mlg no scope people couldn't, couldn't couldn't you just turn off the other screen no. Why? Because the screen would still that. be there, right? But it will just have yeah. no like. Because like I can I can turn off my my le- I have two monitors. I can turn off my left monitor. It won't even recognize it as a monitor, and then you just have it on Hang the on. right screen. Let's check. Oh, interesting. Because like with my my two monitors set up, if I just 
if I just turn it off, it just like goes. I've turned off my left monitor. My mouse still moves off screen. It just doesn't yeah. register the. Well, it just also, doesn't show. You could also just unplug it. Like just unplug the HDMI. Or just or get rid out. of the EA. second monitor. Okay, just, I love that EA in your just mind. Fucking program in your mind. Quickly. Downloading a program to lock your mouse onto one of your screens was an easier solve than unplugging an HDMI cord. I just don't. I mean, close. I I get and understand that like it should the game should work. It shouldn't like not function right. this way. So, but so my you're, whole... you're right. My whole thing is that I want the mouse on this screen because on my screen to my left is not only my Discord, but it's also the fucking walkthrough for the game. So I can just glance right. over and see what's happening. Um, mm. But yeah, so I've now resorted to the controller, okay. which... Um, How are you liking it? Do you know what? I I think I prefer it. I'm not going to lie. I, oh. I, I, I picked up mouse and keyboard for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but playing on controller... Especially because when I got down that whole um, having a gun for organic creatures and a gun for synthetics, mm-hmm. it made it really easy to just hit LB and then switch to my synthetic gun and right. shoot the Depending Geth. on the situation, yeah. And it was just so much easier. And like, yeah. um, you know, holding the, the, the radial menu took a little bit of getting used to mm-hmm. because of how it sort of works. Um I have, I will say, it's easier to use abilities with a controller. I don't know what it Mm. is or why, but for some reason, with the controller, if I hold down the button for the radial menu, I can still move the camera, and then I can kind of, as long as it's on an enemy, it will, like, track them. Yeah. And pro tip as well, I went into the, um, I went into the settings... And there's an option in the settings somewhere where you can change how the squad act in a fight. And I changed it so that the squad aren't defensive with their abilities. They just use any. So now what happens, like when those Geth stalkers are in the garage, basically the cutscene happens and then they're there. And Tali, uh, Liara just lifts one of the Geth stalkers up into the air Tali overloads it and it takes a shit ton of damage and then we just fire at it and it died. That so makes now sense. I need I need to do that because I'm manually like assigning uh abilities for teammates, but it, it would make sense for them to just do it on their own. Yeah, so they you you can still manually do it. It's yeah. just if you do that option, they kind of look and they go, Oh, there's an enemy, I'm gonna lift them in the air and shoot them. And they kind of mm-hmm. like sort of take it on themselves and it just makes the gameplay it, it feels kind of like the only way to describe it is like, you know how like when you're doing it manually, you feel like yeah. you're telling them everything to do. Mm-hmm. With this, it kind of feels more like you're the captain of the team. They're kind of doing their own thing, but if you want them to do something specifically, you can tell them to do it. Right. Like you're giving them orders, but they're still, you know, operating on their own accord, using abilities when they find necessary. Yeah, exactly. They're kind of it's more yeah. kind of like free thinking and you're just directing yeah. them when you want to. So have a look into yeah. that. That's 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 that was That's cool. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're liking uh, the controller setup because I think, especially because for the most part, I think in this game, people usually divert to like using two weapons, and those are your main two weapons, and then having that left B tap to just cycle between the two. Especially if like in your situation where you have dedicated weapons for specific enemies, it's easy to just like tap, Geth, tap, 
organic and just go back and forth like yeah that. literally and like ever so often i'll use the sniper if i if i feel the need to use it oh, but bro, now I'm always the... i'm i always be sniping well so you've got that my grenades i did have incendiary grenades but now i've got high explosive grenades oh um that have like 2.5 times the radius or something so it's mm. just shit blowing up left right and center interesting uh, but, so now we're driving through this valley in in this vehicle to try to get to the peak 15 garage it's pretty straightforward you drive through you shoot turrets you shoot enemies nothing really substantial happens in this section right. can uh, i want to because i think this is the section that kai was talking about that was very tedious and was very boring and i i want to agree with kai because <laughs> oh, well, i'm like i'm like if there isn't a side mission or somewhere for me to explore it's just tedious. It's kind of like that whole... I think it's kind of because of when the game come out and Bioware are trying to be like, look, hey, there's a vehicle and you can control it and it's got rockets and boosters. and But like... I'm just like okay, this just 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 feels long. Yeah. Like I mean, I think the the thing they were trying to go with this because the the gimmick for this valley is it's very icy, it's very snowy, and you'll get a uh, level one blank cold hazard, and essentially that's how long the crew can last and stand outside of the vehicle that you're in. And as you go through, that hazard goes up more and more. The thing is, the only real incentive for getting out of the vehicle is explore it, like getting some like chests and stuff that are there, but there's never sections where you have to go out, explore a little bit and then go like, you could just drive the vehicle throughout the entirety of this Valley and get to the peak 15 garage and not have to deal with that cold hazard at all. So Bro, I, I can even... see like in theory that being interesting, but not needing to get out of the vehicle kind right. of takes away from that. But if you want to portray the level one hazard and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Have you run through the level one hazard to get to the Mako? Like yeah that's what i was put, saying when you when you put me in the mako from the garage i didn't fucking leave that thing because there was no need for me to i just drove around and shot some geth turrets and killed some geth shock troopers i didn't leave the mako like i literally did not get out of that vehicle once yeah me neither you would just stay in there and shoot your bullets and that's it that's all you need to do. But we do eventually get to the Peak 15 garage. That's when we get out. Essentially, getting in there initially, there is a bunch of Geth, Geth Juggernaut, Reaper drones. There's actually a Krogan in here, which I don't know. I was reading somewhere where it's only in the Legendary Edition. Nope. Mm. There, there oh, nope. It, the Krogan in the Legendary Edition is replaced with Geth Troopers. So there's only Geth in here. In the In the regular version, there is a Krogan in here. Yeah, and also um, in the Legendary Edition, the Geth Juggernaut doesn't move. He just kind of stands there, and so mm -hmm. he's he's super easy to kill. But in the original, apparently, he moves about a lot more and is, is a lot harder to kill. Yay! <laughs> that seems happy. to be a theme uh, as we've been going through, that things are more difficult in the original uh, edition. I mean, yeah. I also adjusted the the difficulty, which. Oh, did you bring it up? Yeah. How how has that been so far? Have you noticed kind of like I a mean, little more, more challenge or a little more interesting? Yeah, it's <laughs> harder. In case you were curious, it does work. Uh, but can no. confirm increased difficulty increases difficulty. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't die in this section. I died a lot later on, but no, mm. this was this was fine. The fucking enemies. I mean, really, the I mean to go back to the getting to peak fifteen. The only shitty thing is the first tunnel, 
has like 700 enemies in it, all with rocket launchers oh that shoot God. down <laughs> yeah, in a straight Jesus. line. And I'm just like, this is unnecessary. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I don't know, like, once again, I'm sure the controls in the Legendary Edition for the Mako are much better than they are in the original, yeah. but it is fucking impossible to control. No, um, that, the, the, the vehicles being just, like, memeably bad is just well known in the original. Like everyone knows that the driving in Mass Effect is bad. The Legendary Edition 100% fixes that. Uh, actually, when I was first trying to make it through this section, I was battling one of the fucking Geth, uh, whatever they're called. They're the like, little, the like big, robot guys, the big ones. Yeah, the little one that shoot the blue bullets. And I was yeah, like yeah, on yeah. a corner and I wanted to dodge it and like it hit the front of the vehicle and pushed me off the side of the cliff. <laughs> oh, I no. restarted, but there's no save Oof. point in between. So like at that point, you've already gone through the first tunnel. So you're back in Novaria before you went into the garage. That's where the save point is. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this later. I'm not going to. You can manually save. You can't. Yeah, but there's auto save for a reason. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I could have. You're right. Thank you. Yes, I could have manually saved. I didn't think I was going to have to. I also didn't think it was going to push me back that far. That uh, far? Yeah, that's, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Okay, so glad I get to do this fucking tunnel again. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just driving in snow. It's like, it reminds me of the fucking tank mission from, um, what's that game? Ben, what's your favorite game? Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, that's what this reminds me of. When you exit into the snow and you're going in between from where the tank is to the other fucking yeah, base. That mine exactly, area. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> what this is. Like, oh man, that brings me back. Good times. Good times, guys. Go check out our Metal Gear Solid series. It's great. Four episodes. Not bad. <laughs> is it only four? Holy shit. It's only four, I know. Oh, I know it's weird when you have 11 and eight week episodes now. <laughs> so now essentially what we are trying to do, again, we're, we're trying to find Matrix Benezia and, and why she's here, but we see that the station has taken a lot of damage. This facility is is, is really yeah, damaged. So now damage. we're tasked now we're tasked to kind of going and repairing each of these individual sections that that need assistance. Oh, uh, this fucking puzzle. Are we gonna talk about this stack puzzle? I couldn't I I did it by chance. I I understood what we needed to do. Okay, so there's this it puzzle me, that you have to do. So long. Yeah. To I don't even know what it does in in the narrative i lost track because i was so frustrated with this <laughs> Do you want me to explain <laughs> okay yeah if you understand go for it <laughs> so basically the peak 15 has a ai called myra yes, yes yeah. myra um and basically what you do is you go down into co the core of myra and there are free memory stacks think of it like um like free hard drives and mm -hmm. all of myra's data is on memory stack one and so what you are tasked with doing is moving it to either stack two or stack three. But you can't mix and match. It has to be all one or the other. Yes. That is the, the premise. Basically, we are moving the memory from a damaged core to an undamaged core in order to reactivate the AI and basically get peak 15 back online. Right. But it's... In theory, like that sounds simple, right? You're moving mm -hmm. blocks from one row to another row. Like, yeah, sure, that should be fine. So how you do this is the face buttons. Like all of your face buttons will move one of the blocks in that first row. But for some random reason, like you press Y and the, the top one move over to the second row. And then you're like, cool, I'll press B to move the other one to the second row. Nope, moves to the third row. 
Mm-hmm. Well, oh, okay. Well, I'll push X. And it's like, cool. Here's the third one. Now that one's in the second row. And you're like, oh, sweet. I'll put that second one back into the middle row. Nope. Can't do that. Yeah. So you, you're trying to line them up. And exactly like you said, there's no rhyme or reason. It's I couldn't just, figure out the pattern. I couldn't do I, it. I I'm, just mashed it until it worked. If, you, if you've played this game or you've playing with us and you know how to solve this section, there's like a logical way, please help. Because... All, I don't know about Kai, but from the sound of it, all me and Jared did was basically just move shit around until, yeah, until it worked everything <laughs> in one stack. Because that is how you solve a puzzle, though. That's the thing I'm confused about. Like, I solved this. It did take time, but, like, you got I don't know. I guess I was trying to figure out, like, a reason do, why. Do like, why what? can't B go yeah. to middle? Like, why That's can't this go to Okay, that? so, like, the way it works is you have the four levels of the, yeah. the things. You can mm-hmm. only move the top whatever the smallest block is to any other section that doesn't have a smaller block oh it's so a size thing yeah so like the the largest oh. the largest bottom block can only move if there's nothing else above it so that has to be moved last to get over first so you have to move all oh, top so what you do is you move all top three over to the far right first so that you can move the bottom block over to the middle section and then you have to move them all back and then stack them vertically that way that makes sense that's thank the, you for that clarification because the, thank you Kai. The functioning of the puzzle um the well hindsight is a bitch and so um yeah i didn't do that the other option, i mean i got it to work so i guess that that's all that matters yeah I, I managed to solve it somehow the other option is to spend a hundred omni gel to just basically skip the puzzle and just have it solved for you. I was... I tried doing I, that. I didn't have enough Omni-Gel. I also didn't have enough Omni-Gel. I had a shit ton of Omni-Gel. I just refused to do it because I was like, I have 122 Omni-Gel or something. And I was like, that is a lot of Omni-Gel just to skip this puzzle. <laughs> like, I will make it work one way or another. I would um, skip this in a heartbeat, but I just didn't have the didn't have the cash. Are you not um because I've I've got into the habit now of like every mod I don't use, every gun I don't use, just yeah, I haven't broken to any of my shit. Oh, okay, right. That, that well what be I've right. been doing is I, I mark mine as trash and then I sell them for credits when I get to a merchant. That's what I've been using. Uh, See, I'm on the I'm on the other side. I have no credits, but a shit ton of Omnigel. I think I, I like I convert everything to Omnigel. The problem was is that I had kept having to fucking repair the Mako because it kept getting shot with That's missiles oh, every time yeah. you repair the Mako it takes Omnigel That's to do fair. that so. mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but with the puzzle solved one way or yes. another uh, Myra is now back online or Mira and you um, you come Whatever. back up and she's like she's like hello uh, this place is fucked how are you going to repair <laughs> it um, and basically she's like the tram system is fucked the control center or something is fucked and as yeah we have to we fucked. have to reconnect the landline and Everything repair the reactor which also reconnect you also the have to reactivate like... her initially as well which we skipped over, right i believe yeah. right this is also where we get introduced to a new enemy which is the, the rockney the rock the rocky Rachi? four rocky rockney i don't know Rachi. they're these they gross Rachi. little crab Rachi. spider bugs that like shoot poison yeah. goo at you they are a pain they look um like 
you know men in black those like four it does look like the men in black <laughs> aliens yeah like they're ugly cousins or something oh that's mean i didn't call that i didn't uh, make fun they, of their they look appearance. like crawfish let's be honest they look like lobsters um, they are very crawfishy, yes. But yes. either way, um, they are fuckers, and they deal toxic <laughs> damage. So if you're not prepared yeah. for that, that will mess you up big time. They also and have like uh, the hard way. little little tiny babies they shoot at you. So sometimes you'll open yeah, a room and, and there'll just be like fifteen of them, which and they explode. Very right. Unfortunate. I was like, mm-hmm. this is an unnecessary addition. They didn't need to explode because they're already also small in my situation. In impossible where... fucking game to control. Anyway, continue. Yeah, where I'm like, when in hindsight, probably shouldn't be running around this very close quarters uh, garage with my sniper. But shooting those little bastards up close with a sniper, not ideal. Not Bro. good. Come Surprise. on. Surprise. Well, I open the door and I panic and I have my gun out. And I'm just trying to shoot so I don't explode. If, if only there was a quick button to press where you could switch. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, there is. It's called your second. I resorted to... Um, I did a lot of grenade throwing too in that in the situations. I resorted to my shotgun in this section. Mm. Um, and l- luckily, I had a um, armor mod that increased my toxicity resistance. So I increased my personal toxicity resistance and I was kind of mm. like, fuck you, Liara and Tali. Like, I'm the main character. I need to survive. Like, you guys are <laughs> I'm the rated. one. Yeah, yeah, they died a lot uh, in this section, to be honest. A yeah. lot of death. Yeah, I think I died a couple times too. But, I mean, essentially with, with both of these two things, reconnecting the landline and repairing the reactor is just going to these two separate parts of uh, the Peak 15 garage and just activating a thing, fighting enemies, fighting Geth along the way, and then activating a thing and then going back to the main. Because you're trying to activate the tram so you could head to the Rift Station, which is kind mm-hmm. of, we've been, tra- we've been tracking Benezia's movements and she's further down into the station. Yeah, And this is the section where um, having those two different guns really helped yeah. um, because there will be times where you're in a fight with a Geth and you kill the couple of Geth that are there and you're like, oh, sweet. Uh, relaxation, breath of fresh air for a second, but no weird crawfish will come out of the ground and start spitting acid at you. Or they'll like, you're walking through and they'll come from like the, the ceiling grates and they'll drop down and skitter about yes. at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do... Mm. I mm. Is it the rift station where you do that side mission in the hot labs? Yes. Okay, right, yeah. yes. So we, we make our way to the that rift station. Side having... I didn't have to do that shit. God damn. No, nope. that's a side mission. Um, so you, we we make our way to the rift station, basically tracking down Benezia. Mm. And we as soon as we enter, there's like a bald-headed dude and his mates. And he's like, oh, don't shoot them. They're not rocky. We thought you were those weird little creatures that keep climbing up the elevator shaft and we have to murder a bunch of them. Ventralis is his name. The Captain okay. Ventralis. That sounds evil. That that's that fits. <laughs> yeah, fucking bastard. Um, I mean, and he so was fine at first. Yeah, yeah. they all are Kai. They all are. <laughs> Wait, oh, hold on. Is that a wow. is that a race thing? Because he was brown. No, it sounds oh, like someone's was hurt he brown in the past. He was a black guy. Well, it yeah, could he, be the lighting of this game. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, he he, he was he very whitewashed in my it, game. <laughs> at least in the original, he was very clearly ethnic, but also. <laughs> You know, oh. <laughs> who knows? I just meant men in general. None of them so. exist. That's fair. But 
Yeah, I can see that it's a man has hurt you in the past. <laughs> <laughs> they are all that way. It's like, uh, uh, all nice yeah, stuff, I, so. as we're talking to him too, and he's explaining like their situation and what they're dealing with. He's like, they've been fighting these Rockney for a while. They also, two of them come while we're having this conversation and we have to fight them there and everything. But this is when we're kind of introduced to their little hub down here. They have like a, a medical wing. There's a bunch of other people. There's sorry. There's humans. There's Quarians. There's a ton of different people down here. Yeah, he's got his own little crew. And um, he mentions about Benezia, I think. And he's kind of like, oh, yeah, like she came through. She was super chill. Like she's, she's, down there. she's cool. She's, she's just there. Um, but he also mentions about how basically there's a rockney nest in the mm. hot labs area. And so that was the first thing I did because much yeah. like I'm assuming much like Kai, I thought that this was main story. So I was like, cool, mm -hmm. let me get that out of the way. And yeah. I went down to the hot labs. Yeah, you could just literally like bypass uh, all this and go straight to like the matriarch stuff. You don't have to do the hot labs. I did the hot labs though. So I'm confused. Okay. I don't understand. I, I'm going to be honest. I skipped the dialogue because I could not give a fuck about this guy. I was like, <laughs> please, dear God, just let me finish this mission. I'm so done with this at a certain point. Um, all I remember is going down to the hot labs and then him being down there and being like, I'm sorry, Shepard. And then I oh, killed no. all of them. No. So there's a whole um, section. Like the bomb thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You go down to the hot labs and basically it's like <clears throat> the rocky hive mm -hmm. um, and you fight your way through a bunch of them and then you get to a room and you're left with the decision of either arming the bomb that is going to destroy the hive and basically kill all of the rocky that are there or leaving them be and sort of not doing anything. Don't you laser them all to death anyway? I blew that shit up. No, I no. didn't. Like later, no you, use the, like, you use the giant fucking like uh, oh, plasma. Well, we know what you did to the rock. Yeah, I know what your choice is now. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a choice. I thought I had to. There was just so okay. many red but dots along the side of when the door opens. And then there was a countdown for like one and a half minutes that was counting down. And I was like, okay. So then I just had to hold the door and kill a bunch of those motherfuckers. Time to kill this shit. The, the timer ran out and then once the timer ran out it was just like all the little red dots disappeared and i was like yeah oh okay. well so in my in, in in our bit you arm this bomb in the hot labs mm -hmm. and it's like the hive fucking nose man all of a sudden there's fucking rocky left right and center there's like hundreds of the green fins there's like seven or eight of the fucking crawfish mm. soldier dudes and every time you yeah. kill one another one comes out the ground this is um, where you used you a have lot of three... grenades. Yes, yes, you have three I minutes. Also a lot of grenades. Three minutes to get from where you are to the elevator to get up. And then basically, somehow the bomb only kills the Rocky downstairs and does no damage Wait, anywhere else. You guys else. got three minutes? Yep. Yeah. I only got a minute and 30 seconds. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> They're like, I mean, you gotta I be quick. It. I did it first try, but still, that's fucked up. Did you read it? Mate, I died like seven or eight times here because... I died a couple um, times here too, I, yeah. Well, I don't know. In, it sounds like there's from more angles. So in, in mine, it's just like you go into the little room and then once you decide to activate the plasma fucking lasers or whatever it's called, uh, mm -hmm. then the doors just open and they're just outside the door. So it's just like a funnel. And so I just like assault rifled the ones that were right oh, in front of the door and then just kept throwing grenades out of the doorway no, and blowing so up like, just like droves of fucking Rocky. So like on, on mine, 
um, basically the door opens and it's like a square room. So it's not like bottlenecked or anything. And they're just mm. everywhere in the square room. Yeah. And I tried working my way through. I was like shotgunning people left, right and center. But obviously the weird thing about this game is you don't have ammo. You just kind of shoot until your gun overheats. Yeah, until your car gun overheats and then just waiting or swapping to another gun. Yeah, so I was trying to make my way through. And in the end, what I ended up doing was I just stood in the doorway, shot a bunch of them with my shotgun, mm-hmm. threw a bunch of grenades and blew them up, threw on a barrier and just ran. And I just ran yeah. to the fucking elevator and took the elevator upstairs. I ended up also just like, like, fuck it, let's just go. And I just like busted my way through all of them to get yeah. to the elevator. You basically just like take a shit ton of damage. You press Y and use your medigel and just try and hope you get to the elevator because there was yeah. no way that no I could way. have murked huh. my way through them. And then we get to the top and we get back and we run into Captain Ventralis and he's like, hey, the matriarch told me who you are. Time to die. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I trusted mm-hmm. you. And we have to kill all of his crew. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I messed these fuckers up good oh yeah no they I had no that. chance i was like bro I you did, sure i do you know who i, I did am? that before doing the hot rooms oh, oh interesting i went okay. i went down first killed all of them and then i tried to go forward and it was like oh there's too many blah, blah, blah. and i was like oh fucking goddamn it's so i had to backtrack and then i did that whole section where i killed the rocky oh. but after that point they were already all dead so i was like oh. no wonder why you felt it. it was like so tedious like mm. I felt it was tedious, but I also didn't understand what the fuck was happening. I just went down there, and he was like, oh. prepare to Why die. Why are these people like, attacking me for some reason? Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, that's yeah. weird, because, yeah, well, when you do it, like, when you do hot labs and then work your way to Benezia, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because while you're in the hot labs, Benezia has got to him and been like, you know, that person's not good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, liar. But person. yes, we, we fucking murderize um, all of them. All of them absolutely all of them and now we make our way to a room and we come toe to toe with matriarch benezia herself Mm. wait don't you have to take the tram first or we already took the tram we already took the tram no there's no what no because if you kill the dudes the dudes aren't on the other side of the tram are they are they yeah no you do and then you unlock the like weird little flask yeah, yeah 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 gotcha and that's yeah that little is. room and that's where uh benezia is there's a lot of fucking flask uh, rooms okay there's like <laughs> rooms with fucking beds on them and then there's one with the burning yeah. flask which is the hot fucking labs and then there's the like lockdown lab that you have access to it's very confusing there's a lot of them. now i'll just talk about matriarch benezia comes out and she has big speech of taking us down and we have liara here and i I'm guessing from what I was understanding, like Liara actually has never had like a close relationship with her mother. Like they don't really no. know each other that well. Uh, the best it's part kind of, of this, and I don't know if the animation is the same in uh, the new version, but when the fucking to send whatever the, the the races of people that she is, sorry, when when they do their little like stasis bubbles that they shoot at you, you just ragdoll. Mm which is hilarious. Like the entire character model just goes boneless <laughs> yeah. and you just fall to the ground. That happens in the legendary like, edition get, too. Get back up. I'm like, this is such an unnecessary amount of uh, <laughs> fucking like, it's cause like your the bones entire camera changes. I was just like, why is this happening? I thought I died the first time. And then I realized I was just deactivated. I just, no bones. It was a no yeah. bones day. 
It was a, it was a no bones day. Ah, <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Sad oh. little man, sad little doggo. Um, but yeah, now we're we're at the fight with Matriarch Benezia, and it's essentially just like waves of enemies that we have to kill. Like we yep. go through different layers of Asari coming in and Geth troopers and then Geth snipers and then Krogans. I think there's about three or so waves. This was relatively the difficult. The said this was one of the hardest uh, fucking Yeah, no, I had, like, I had boss no battles. problems with this. It was not very difficult. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, like, I... Yes, yeah, so you have this whole conversation and she's basically like... Uh, you don't know Saren's will, blah, 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 blah. Um, and she puts this in stasis. And then, yeah, there's three waves. And they're just, mm. they're, they're, they were a piece of piss. And yeah, basically, they're... every every wave you defeat, she uses some of her energy to like put you in stasis and summon another wave. And yeah. you don't damage her directly. You just kind of yeah. defeat her soldiers and get her to the point where she's so weak. She loses morale. She's like, I'm sad now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she Yeah, I don't know. Her the the relationship between her and Liara is weird because it's like Liara seems to love her because she's her mum. But yeah. it's like she also acknowledges that her mum is batshit crazy and is currently batting on the wrong team and is right. like and also like well, we, like I said, they do don't know each other that, very well too. Yeah, we do learn that she's being controlled. And then I think that Right. That she's being controlled by Saren, actually. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. which is a wild like the reason she's being controlled, I guess, is because of the ship. Uh, and and she like goes yeah. into this diatribe about being like the ship has weird angles, and the more you spend on the ship, the more you fucking are you know tied to his will. And I'm just like, what? What yeah. are these angles? What does this mean? A, a lot of a understand. lot of that stuff makes sense. Come end of this game into like Mass Effect two with like the the ship and everything. But from what yes. I can gather, the ship is. I'm assuming my 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 head cannon at the moment. Obviously, mm-hmm. not knowing what happens, my head canon at the moment is that the ship is like partly organic, and that something on the ship is what is actually brainwashing them, mm-hmm. and Saren's like taking advantage of that and kind of manipulating it in such a way. Like it, the ship is putting them in a sense that makes them vulnerable to manipulation, and then Saren is manipulating them somehow. Interesting theory see what happens but uh, nonetheless happens. um we yeah so we we find out that she she completely drops face and she yeah, becomes she the changes nice pair in the mum completely the, different yeah liara knew and she, she breaks like, through she's like yeah yeah oh i'm so sorry it's like okay this, it's weird because at first when she's talking about the brainwash it makes it sound like the reason she's brainwashed is because of how charming saren is She's like, oh, like he's, he's he has such so, a like way so with sexy. people. And yeah. He has such <laughs> a way with words. Like, um, okay. But she's like, he sent me to find the moo relay, um, which yeah, is the, something the cows. That, it's a cow relay. Yeah, the cow relay. Um, <laughs> something that he needs for his mission. Yeah. Uh, with the sovereignty, the sovereign, the so- mm-hmm. with the something. sovereign. Yeah, um, and she gives Commander Shepard something and is basically like, take this, this is the key to defeating Saren. Mm. And then she dies. Yeah, she, like, her brain explodes, and we didn't point it out, but she has just massive titties for some reason. Yeah. 
Yes, also, lizard, lizard, uh, textured, massive titties, which mm-hmm. yeah, don't know why, but they're there. Just wanted to point that. A lot out, of veins, a yeah. lot of scales. I'm just like, well, mm. did she explode in yours? I think in mine, she only like fainted. No, no I said her not. brain exploded, but it does, that's yeah, not like she, canon. She, she just, just like, kind of, ah! she just kind of falls over. That's it. And then, and then there's a there's a weird line. I don't know if it's in the legendary edition, but she goes, oh. There's no light. They said there'd be a, yes, and then dies. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because because the <laughs> so Asari, sad. the Asari spend their whole time chasing the light, don't they? There's like there was yeah. there was um something That's what, uh, in, the art was saying. Yeah, yeah, something in one of the it was either a talk or like one of the indexes that you pick up that basically they're like constantly fighting between the dark, and so they they're trying to chase the light. Yeah, yeah. but and then uh, some crazy no bullshit happens. In that the fight, fucking giant mom lobster starts controlling one of the Asari <laughs> Mom people. lobster! I, I just wasn't expecting it. Like, I no. like, I was, we, there was so, there was so much, okay, we're done. The, the lady's dead. We have our next thing. I don't have to worry about <laughs> the giant mom queen. lobster. Yeah, and then just out of nowhere, cutscene happens, fucking, where mom lobster just, I don't know, does some necromancy. It's very confusing. And Grabs then, one of the dead Asari like? troops and talks yeah. through the corpse. It's exactly, again, another metal reference, but it's exactly like in Metal Gear when Psycho Mantis controls Meryl and he like yep. picks her up off the floor and makes her walk towards Snake. I like, mean, is Mass Effect Assault? just Metal Gear Solid? I mean, that's what I, I It might be. That's what what we've learned be. today. It might be. <laughs> like, does the Asari just kind of walks over and is like stumbling? And I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh. It, I, initially, I was like, that Asari isn't dead and is still nope. loyal to Saren and is going to try and kill me. Um, but they just walk straight past Shepard and then turn around and are like, I mm. am Mama Lobster. Uh, Mama <laughs> <people>. Lobster! <laughs> Mama Lobster! My people have been alive for yeah. eons. The, the relevance of the Rachni Queen is, I mean, for one, they're like this this long lost dormant race that people had thought were gone a long time ago. So they're they're still here and they're still thriving in this underground uh, bunker that they have here. But the information on the there. relay, right, was what Saren was trying to go for. He's trying to look for one of these relays. I mean, we've seen the mass relays is what helps us travel from solar system to solar system. So he was specifically looking for this Moo relay, and the Rachni Queen had that information. Yes, and just tip it again. This is another example of if you find a weird egg from somewhere, you don't know where it's from, and you don't know what it is. Don't, don't bring it, it to a fucking human base. Yeah, because they're it like will this looks cool. Let's let's bring it Don't here, and it's like oh, egg hatch, the egg. Uh, uh, but now you, yeah. now you're presented with uh, interesting now moral you. decision. Is you yes. have the ability to kill this Rachni queen and end their race, or you can spare her and let her go. Well, so the the whole yeah, the whole reason it leads up to it as well is that not only is she gonna repopulate the race and blah blah blah, right. but also their race have like a hive mind. So she knows everything that all of the Rachni know, and she knows everything of all the Rachni before her. So she has all of the information that she could possibly ever need. Very helpful. And you best believe I set that bitch free. I also set her free. I also set her free. We're all such good people. Hey, we're all good people. Mama Lobster lives to write again. Actually, okay, so this is what happens. I said said no first. I was like, I was going to kill her. So I was going to kill her because I have... um, 
oh, there's two things of information that I forgot to talk about. So I have Rex and Liara on my squadron now. Apparently, uh, the Rachni had like destroyed and wiped out a ton of the Krogan race. So Rex mm. is like, this is my chance, this is my opportunity to officially wipe these creatures out that were destroying my race for so long. And Liara is like, nope, they're innocent creatures. We have to let them live. We kind of respect and hold the Rachni as, you know, pretty high and intelligent creatures, as we could see from the Rachni Queen. So I said, yes, okay, let's kill her first. And then Liara's like, really? Like, are you sure you're going to do that? Like and he was like, oh, that's yeah, going to hurt no, my feelings. Okay. And I was like, oh no, Liara, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Never mind. Just getting scratched that we won't kill her. So, oh, I, so I decided didn't. to keep her alive because she kind of makes a point when you're talking to her, and she's like, you know, um, you know, if you let me go free, my race can, you know, she says basically, I never wanted to be here. She was like, I yeah. was brought here. All I remember is being an egg and being brought here against my will. And Imagine forced remember being here. an egg. <laughs> yeah, right, that's I know, it's so weird. But <laughs> I was like, hey, she's not done nothing. She's not done anything. And when you free her, she's like, thank you. I'll remember this. So I was like, cool. When the Rockney inevitably come back and try to murder everything in the universe, she'll remember that we set her free and we'll be fine. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, I set her free. I was like, she's not done anything. Um, she just wants yeah. to be free. Yeah. And so I and then we we're done in this section, head back up to the Normandy and do our our normal like check in with the council. It's hilarious because for one, the Turing council member member is an asshole regardless. He's always just a dick to us for some reason. So, if you set the queen free, they are like freaked out like why you could have possibly done that and you've unleashed this plague upon the world but if you kill her the turian member like asks you oh do you like committing genocide and it's like are you never fucking happy dude like what how do i get clearly a not it's clearly not ever happy damned if you do damned if you don't yeah exactly uh but they're all freaked out and i was like don't worry they're fine this rachne is different than the rest of them because they were known to like they were killing a ton of humans back in the day when they when they were pressing mm. um and he makes a point, he's like, oh, they murdered all the people. No, they, they killed the people on Peak 15 because they were kept yeah. there against their fucking wheel and tested on and God knows mm -hmm. what else. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing that I forgot to mention, so in the very beginning of this, when we're landing in Novaria, unlike other planets where we just like land and cut scene, we actually have to leave the Normandy and go down the elevator. So while we have that freedom to walk around, I went and talked to Joker. So I went over there and I asked him conversations or something and it was just normal. And then all of a sudden he got like, oh, I don't need any sympathy just because I have the disease. And I was like, the disease? Excuse me? And he's like, oh, <laughs> Excuse I, me? I, I thought you knew. He's like, so I have, it's a scientific word for me. He's like, I pretty much have, pretty much I was born with glass bones and paper skin. He has brittle bone <laughs> syndrome on in his legs. So he like essentially can't use his legs very well, but he's like, I'm the best fucking damn pilot out here. So you better believe that I could, I can handle my own, but his legs essentially don't work, which I didn't know. That is such useless. That's why he's always, that's why he's always, trivia. That's why he's yeah, always sitting. That's why he never leaves the Normandy. I've got a couple of missions that have come through that I'm going to do in the next leg. Um, I got to go back to the Citadel. There's someone who wants to meet me on the Citadel, and there's a couple of like Geth hotspots that I need to take out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really confused though because like we, <clears throat> as a Spectre, we're not supposed to answer to anyone, but we're answering to the Council an awful fucking lot. Yeah, but it's our decision to it, answer the Council. But it's also the we do answer to the Council. Yeah, for the most part, it's like it's other like people. It's, it's, like it's, it's very loose terms. Yeah. Yeah. 
I thought uh, we were like space police renegades out here. Someone's someone's got to police the police renegades. Yeah, you know, yeah. you let a giant <laughs> exactly. mama lobster who watches the who could potentially right. destroy the world. Mama lobster. <laughs> yeah, they can't do anything about it, but they can kind of be like, should you have let? They can the still giant be upset lobster? about it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, mm. yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's all for this episode of uh, this section of Mass Effect. So let's go around and gauge how we're feeling about this. Uh, Kai, let's start with you, buddy. This is the first time this felt long. Jesus Christ. This section was so just like boring and tedious and like a lot of walking around and talking to people that I did not care about. Like especially the beginning section of Noivera, 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 whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, It's just like unnecessary, like coming into the planet and being like, you don't have access and then landing and then getting into the pointless argument about having a weapon and then being like, we're like, the entire section could be summed up with the words, I am a specter, because that's all you have to say the entire fucking section <laughs> to people is like, people are like, what are you doing here? And you're like, I'm a specter. And they're like, mm, sure you are, bud. Mm. And like, that's that's the entire conversation. The entire section yeah. is just telling people we're a specter. Uh, and honestly, every time you introduce yourself, there's like the three options, which is like, you don't need to know who the fuck I am. I'm a space marine. And I'm a specter. Like, those are the three options you're always given mm. every time. And I'm just like, well, I'm just going to say I'm a specter. That seems like it's probably the key to getting into a lot of these places. Uh, the driving is still terrible. Um, and not only is the driving terrible, but driving, at least the first time, felt a little more like, oh, you have freedom to go like different directions. And there was like side paths. This time, was just a locked ass track. It was just a fucking, okay, go to point A to point B go through the fucking tunnels of hell and you know, don't die. And then you get to peak 15, uh, a novel about climbing Everest, which I was like, okay, (laughs) gratuitous, gratuitous to add, uh, the fact that I have to travel, uh, all this way just to get to a fucking another section in which I have to engage and talk to people. Uh, I did like the the Rocky Racky rack, I like the lobster people. I thought that was fun. Uh, there wasn't there wasn't a ton of uh, enemy diversity. One of my favorite moments, and I don't even know if we talked about this, um, but you to activate the plasma uh, fucking cannons that killed the the Rocky, you have to talk to a dude and get an access code so that you can mm. talk to Mori uh, and tell her the access code. Um, and he oh, yeah. at first he like. <laughs> He's just sitting there and he's like, we got to do something about these bugs. Yeah. All right, let me give you. And he's like, all right, the access code is. And then he gets stabbed through the chest with one of the lobster people's fucking like tail things. Yeah. And it like picks it up and like, throws him to the side. And I'm just like, that was fucking sick. All right. Dope. Uh, <laughs> and then like, I didn't really know what to do after that because he's dead. But apparently you just get the code off his body, which I was like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Whatever. Um, so that was brain. cool. Yeah, you just like you can plug in. There's a lot of also like bullshit. Like I feel like games of this time had a certain mission set up, which is like, okay, we want you to like progress, but we want to make you do things, but we don't really know what to make you do. So we're just gonna make you like walk up to stuff and press A, which is like a lot of this, which is like you need to reconnect the fucking doohickeys and you need to reconnect the blah blah blahs. And it's like, all right, are you serious? Like. I get, I get the, you know, uh, you need to, you need to turn on the fucking antenna, and then all of a sudden it's like, congratulations, you've jumped through so many hoops 
Uh, you can now progress in the story, which is like, can we make it like a little more interesting than just going and pressing things? And also that puzzle was a fucking bitch to solve. Uh, It felt like one of those like fucking puzzles you do at a cracker barrel. That's like the the rings that you have to move. You have to move them all to one side. Uh, I feel like my fingers were stuck in a a Chinese finger trap and I was was there forever. Uh, And the boss battle was like not... Like, I'm waiting for, like, I want big bosses. I want, like, big enemies mm. that are, like, you know, you have to shoot certain areas of, which hasn't been that. It's just been, like, waves and kind of enemies that are mm. a little stronger, um, which at least this one, she had, like, a weird initial energy bar that you had to get down, which was, like, a nice change in mechanic. Mm. But at the same time, it was, like, a little disappointing. Um, but I do like the big mama lobster at the end that you can let free. I think that's cool Mom that you're lobster. given the option. And... uh even though the delivery of the fact that she was controlled by Saren was like sloppy and not very interesting, I like I like that premise that he can like you know yeah mind control people by using angles uh, of rooms, <laughs> just like the obtuse and then just like Obtuse, yeah, obtuse triangle, <laughs> and then it's like ah. Um, so yeah, overall, I'm still uh, enjoying this game. This section once again just felt tedious and long for very no reason. It was was just it better than the last person. section? So I remember that the last section you didn't enjoy. I don't remember. This is a race. Do you, by do you remember the last section? Uh, like all that we got out of this was like the new gate, and even then, at the end of the section, when you're sitting in the fucking sharing circle on the Normandy, you're like, someone goes like, <laughs> we should, circle. we should go to the new gate. And you're like, no, we shouldn't do that. We don't even know where it goes. And it's like, then why did we do this? It's <laughs> like, it could lead to any dimension. It's like, well, yeah, but that's more exciting than anything else that we've done. And it's the only lead we had. So why are we in this fucking circle? Uh, and then you get yelled at because you let the lobster mom live. And, you know, that feels bad. That feels bad. <laughs> it's never fun. We uh, let lobster moms. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens next time. Hopefully, a little more freedom, a little less talking to people. So much, uh, yes. So much. Elvis is uh, much forgotten. <laughs> Follow up to his son. Um, okay, Benji, how you feeling? Conflicted, truth be told. Um, okay. I really liked the initial section in the port. Mm. I liked um, the different ways to get the garage pass. I think that was a nice touch. Yeah. And I liked the sort of the side missions and how they played into what was happening in the world. And, you know, people started to comment like, oh, I, somebody told me that they've arrested Annalise and blah, blah, blah. Like, so there was like sort of what we were doing was affecting the world, world building. Us. Yeah. Um, driving to peak 15, tedious as, as shit. Um, everything in peak 15 was fine. Uh, I wasn't a massive fan of the matriarch fight. It just kind of, it didn't really feel like a boss fight. It just kind of felt like I was fighting waves of enemies. And then the boss just happened not to have any energy left. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like mama lobster and I like the whole sort of that, like potentially coming back to like bite us in the ass, maybe even in like Mass Effect 2. I don't know if that plays into the next part of the series and stuff like that. So that's like a greater lore for the series Mm -hmm. as a whole, which I'm kind of a fan of. It's one of the reasons that I like Dragon Age so much is that a lot of the lore pack carries over into the next games. Um, This section was 
the only real sort of section that I've played where I've like I can tell this is an early Bioware game. Like it it, it feels mm. like early Bioware in in the good ways and the bad ways. Um, I'm I, I'm enjoying my time with the game so far. I'm curious. Yeah. I, for me personally, the game as a whole does feel very slow at the minute i'll be honest the kind of overarching story um it just seems weird that it, it, it's like there's this massive threat and saren's gonna do xyz and the geffa so bad and blah 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 but it's like oh it's chill guys it's cool go and go and help that asteroid and, and go and go to Navaria. and i understand we have to track down where he is because we don't know where he is mm. but I think I also just kind of expected it to be a bit more sort of. I expected us to find Saren very quickly. Saren not actually be the big bad guy of the game, and then we're introduced to the real big bad guy, and then we have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm kind of curious to see how they go forward plot wise. Yeah. But cool. Um, yeah, like na- narrative wise, I mean, th- something to consider too with this is almost think of like the mass effect series as a whole as one big narrative and like Mm. each game is slowly peeling back layers of that narrative so it does feel a little slow but it all builds into one another so it's like a lot of this like you were saying a lot of stuff that we do here could have implications and effects into the second game but that's why it might feel a little slow it's because there's like this overarching narrative that's being presented and they're slowly giving you details on little parts of that narrative as as we go through too but um this section is why i really love mass effect so i mean i the exploring is fun and i I like the gunplay but what i really love doing is explore like exploring and getting to know people information lore like i don't love that in a lot of games but at least with mass effect i feel like it's done well and is interesting enough to me like port hand hansen or whatever it's called uh, i love that section i love that we can have different ways of finding the garage pass and different ways to find more information on these people although maybe you know irrelevant or just you know floor building that's not as as deep or as pertinent to the main story i like that shit i just it just adds more relevance to this world for me uh i i will agree that the matriarch boss fight doesn't feel like a boss fight too much but again it's like the lore implications of that encounter is what's interesting to me less so the boss fight like the the after effects of that the uh, mama lobster all that stuff like i that's what's really interesting to me too but i could definitely see the qualms that you guys could have with this the puzzle pain in the ass i think for me it was just not understanding i was like i don't know what i'm i don't know what i'm doing i don't know why this does this i mean you explaining it totally makes sense and if i had that like idea of how it worked it was just my own like ability to implicate that and 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 follow through with that that'd been fine but it was just me mashing buttons until ultimately it's like turned green and i was like well i don't know how i got there but i'm here now i guess uh yeah the driving in between um the port and peak 15 is fine i mean everybody knows that the driving isn't the most exciting part of this game it's at least like functional more in the legendary edition but it's not incredibly exciting at the moment 
I did a little bit, like I said, I did a little bit of side quest, a little bit of exploring, and I found that planet that had that cool, like, sandworm that I got to fight, and I did that, so it was a lot of, like, movement with the Mako and shooting, he had a big health bar, so that was fun. It'd be cool if we had a lot of those kind of interactions in the main story. If we get bosses that are like big and we have to drive around a large area and dodge attacks and it would go underground and pop up different places. So I'd like drive away from it and use my boost so it didn't like hit me from below. Like those are exciting and hopefully we get more of those. I mean, if they are just, you know, sequestered to side quests, that's also kind of interesting because there's large parts of the game that you can miss, boss fights that you can miss if you don't do any exploring. But I'm still loving the game. I'm still enjoying it. This this section definitely had some of its low points, but none of that took away from the experience for me. Let us know how you feel about Mass Effect. Are we wrong? Do you love driving in the vehicles? Do you think Mass Effect 1 driving is the, the creme de la creme of, of driving in vehicles? Does the Mako make Mass there Effect? There has been nothing better. Yeah. Nothing make, better. Mako maketh Mass Effect. Mako maketh. Yeah, let us know. How are you enjoying the game? Are you playing it for the first time? You've played it a billion times. Let us know. Socials, what this guy said, is in our link tree below. Uh, in the next episode, we are going to head to Pharos. Don't know why, but we're heading to Pharos. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's another section of planets. Uh, uh, let's Pharos, see. It's uh, There's more Geth attacks. Sick. Oh, okay. So there's, for some reason... Saren is interested in this tiny little outpost on Pharos, and we have to figure out why Saren is directing his attention towards this. So that's the that's the tease for next time. This planet doesn't seem significant. It's a small little outpost, but for some reason, Saren thinks it's interesting. So you have to tune in next week to figure out what happens there. But thank you guys for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. As always, like I said, our link tree below has all of our stuff. Check out our website, playalongpod.com. It has all of our content there, has all of our bonus content. If you want more for us from us and like what we do, we have tiers on there that have a bunch of bonus content, D&D series, all that fun stuff. And if you have ideas, if you want something from us or you think you have an interesting idea, let us know because we would love to do it too. Mm. And same with website feedback. The website yeah, is let us know how you undergoing. Like we are very slowly updating how it <laughs> visually looks. Um, so it, it looks a little rough around the edges at the moment, but it, it will We're getting get there. there. We're getting there. And if you sign up, and even if you sign up and become a free member, you get email notifications when a new post goes up. So when we um, upload a new episode and you can also comment on the website as well. So you be, just, if you want to be like, this website's trash, then you can do that. If you want to be like first lol, um, <laughs> then you can do that. <laughs> now, now I want to do that. I want to be first. Everybody okay. wants to be first. Everybody wants to be first. Okay, guys, let's wrap this up and get out of here. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week when we talk about Pharos, Chapter 4 of Mass Effect. Peace out, guys. Ciao.